We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to DFS Pregame Show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD, if you want to follow me there on Twitter. And, uh, and it's Mondays. You know what we do on Mondays? It's Mondays with McCool. James McCool, paydirt underscore DFS, the co-author with me on the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass that you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. Me and James going over yesterday's Sunday NFL slate. James, uh, from the, from your face, it seems like you didn't do so well. Uh, worst week of the season so far. Worst week I, of the season? Oh, I, I, got, actually, well, I actually won money yesterday. I, I mean, got swept. I mean, bad. Uh, it, it was probably, yeah, definitely for sure my worst week of the season. But, like, that kind of stuff is going to happen when 66% owned Dearness Johnson. Just you faded, you faded Dearness? I do, and I'm going to talk about that. Or I did, and I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Like, when he gets there, not only gets there, right, but is, like, what, one of the top scoring running backs or, like, top three, right? Well, I don't think I, I think uh, Ramondre Stevenson was the top scorer. Ramondre Stevenson and Jonathan Taylor both outscored him. I know that. For and then sure. McCaffrey did. And McCaffrey did. And McCaffrey all. did. Okay. But so I mean, for the running, price, I mean, for 4,700. Twice as much as he did outscored him a little bit. And then Ramondre Stevenson outscored him. But yeah, right. when uh, when 66% owned Dearness Johnson just goes wild. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get shattered. And the other thing was that I had a Tampa Bay stack and I had a Seattle stack and, you know, oh, and I had an Atlanta stack. So oh, well, we move on. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday was good for me. I mean, cash games, if, if you didn't play, if, it was, if you didn't play the lineup, if you didn't play the lineup. Yeah. The lineup. Right. Yeah. The, right. Uh, the I mean, I, 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 the collusion people on Reddit are going to be out in full force or whatever. <laughs> I mean, there was no, I, I, I aggregate projections. I look at tons of stuff around the industry uh, other than some minor, like instead of playing like at Keenan Allen, you play Cole Beasley. And then you, instead of playing James Conner, you play Najee Harris lines to tighten. There was, there were some marginal two V twos, depending on uh, what you were looking at. But for the most part, Prescott, Ingram, Johnson, Evans, Allen, Adams, Arnold, Connor Lyons. Like we could, we could even see in the, the $250 single entry double up like this 152.74 lineup. It's like, like, look, it keeps on going. Like then this is single entry. So it's like, Oh, all these guys keep on going, go to the next one. So it seems like ninth place. Uh, what there were out of, out of 223 entries, uh, there were looks like 64 uh, with the same lineup. And then we have a whole bunch, you know, then there's there's another train, like I think 147 or something like that. Uh, 
I last week, you remember, I didn't play. I didn't play cash games on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, I I entered cash games in the in the morning, on Sunday morning. Once I once I saw this, once I saw that it was a prove it week, uh, in cash. Like I just like I I'm running all these uh, these lineups and going like that that I can't see how this is not like a massively duplicated lineup. It's so that it's such the most straightforward lineup that why don't I take advantage of the people that are going to make the mistakes? So especially uh, entering contests at like ten thirty in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, I'm catching all the late people. I'm getting I'm getting into all the five dollar double ups, you know, that are being created Sunday morning. Yeah. Right. I'm getting I'm getting into all that. I created fifty five dollar head to heads, fifty ten dollar head to heads. Half of my head to heads I tied. OK, so I'm <laughs> going to get the rake refund back on that. But uh, I just saw I just saw that it, that it wasn't going to be like a two V two fest of like, are, are you going to have one of the, you know, are you going to have Michael Pittman? Are you going to have the other guy and whoever went and then you go, you're dead. Right. Yeah. Type of thing. So it's like, do I want to get on the train or do I not want to get on the train? So I decided to get on the train and I made some money. FanDuel was very, very similar, but I was always playing cash games on, on FanDuel to begin with. Yeah. But my line, I mean, my lineup on FanDuel is I think the same lineup uh, other than the fact that I had, I had uh, Josh Allen and the bills defense. I, I played the exact, was great. Yeah, right. They played awesome. the exact same lineup, right? The the guy that I wasn't as thrilled about in cash games was Mike Evans. So you you and I both know that the way that I build cash games is different. I don't use an optimizer, I use cash games. Here's what I put down for my cash score in my article. Dearness Johnson, Devontae Adams, Mark Ingram, Dan Arnold, Keenan Allen, Dak Prescott, James Conner. It was so easy. I, I mean, you don't you didn't even need an optimizer to build the collusion lineup this week. The end. And like you were just saying, the guy that I was not sure belonged in there was Mike Evans. And the only reason for that was because of Chris Godwin. And I wasn't sure like if he was going to be as high, he ended up being very high on 35. That's the reason why I played him. I mean, Evans with Godwin active, like is, I mean, he's fine. Yeah. But also he's a wide range of outcomes. Like he's not, he's, he's not someone that typically gets double digit targets. He's the deep. So it's like you have guy. to rely on long plays and, and touchdowns. Uh, but when, when I see, when I, when I, when, when I, when uh, one of PM comes around and lock hits and I see 78% owned in my cash, cash games, it's like, Oh, good. Well, good. Then I'm just walking there. there so what, what else am I going to do? So like, that's to me, he was, he was like the guy that, I didn't think it was was necessary, but uh, everyone was going to play him anyway. I think um, I might have gone with like at, before the Ben Roethlisberger news. Deontay Johnson was the plug in there, right? Right, right. I would have played Deontay exactly right. That's yeah. correct. I think maybe Amari Cooper was another guy that you could have put there, eh. but it gets a little bit thin. I mean, Mike Evans was was fine at at six nine hundred. He projected well, and yeah. Some people went up from Dak to Josh Allen and then played like Jerry Judy or Cole Beasley in that 5K range. I I, I mean, that's fine. I mean, Cole Be- Beasley, yeah. Right. I, I, could, I could see that. But I mean, to me, it was just so straightforward that if you were not on this type of lineup, I don't know why, reassess your process. But I just yeah. wanted to just highlight it because like the past two weeks, I wasn't playing DK Cash games and I just decided last minute, it's like, I don't think I can make a mistake here. Like I, it's, it's, I don't, I really don't think I'm going to make a. There's no mistake to be made. I'm right. just going to let everyone else make the mistakes. So there you go. Uh, in GPPs, however, I focused. I built 20 lineups, and then I what I did is I built 20 lineups for for the small field. You know, the the wildcat and the power sweep and the spies and stuff like that. Then I built a uh, uh, 60 lineups for the slant mm-hmm. and then 60 lineups for like, uh, like a Mick, I had a bunch of milli tickets. So I got like, I had like 20 uh, milli entries and then I did 20. Uh, basically I did those 60 lineups for the slant. I also played in like the milli of the power, the pad, the, the play action. Just and uh, I, I cut and paste my, my, my lineups wrong. Sure. I, I, I forgot when I cut and paste the 60 lineups into the slant that the rest of the sit that I, that I had to cut and paste into the other lineups also. <laughs> and uh, I did not get that in, in time. I, I realized that at like 1259 <laughs> and I did not get that in, but my cat, my, my alternate cash lineup, which had Cole Beasley in it, it was, was very similar lineup to my cash lineup, just uh, 
instead of uh, Keenan Allen, it was Cole Beasley. Instead of the Lions, it was the Bills defense. Was uh, like a train in the play action and the pe- Millie, and and it and it doubled its money. No, of course it did. Right, of course. So, I mean, <laughs> I said so. It ended, it ended up being fine anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I I focused when when I ran lineups when I was running my the twenty lineups that I wanted to build. I was focusing a lot more on the Cowboys because I it just it made it made no sense that this is one of those that made no sense. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady. The reason I wasn't getting as many Tom Brady lineups is because Evans and Tyler Johnson even were being pulled along. Like we take a look at the ownership here uh, across the board. I have the Wildcat, the slant, the Millie and the play action across Uh, Mike Evans, you know, 31% average. Yeah. Right. And then we have uh, where where's Tyler Johnson? 11%. So it's like Evans's ownership is bringing Brady. I mean, Brady's the the highest on quarterback, 15% across the board. Uh, So if I were to play Tom Brady lineups, I would be playing Tom Brady plus Evans plus Godwin. And like I said, probably a much higher owned combination, but Dak wasn't bringing along like ownership for the Cowboys wide receivers. I mean, I mean, excessive ownership, like Cooper was 13% on average across these contests. Gallup was 8% across on average. And Lamb was 10%. So it's like double stacks of Dak or even Dalton Schultz, 5%. It just seemed like Dak had the highest quarterback projection. I think he was in the best game environment. He has receivers you could stack with, so I have no no issue with that whatsoever. And the highest on receiver is 13%. So like 13% of my, if I do Cooper Gallup, Lamb Gallup, Lamb Schultz, you know, anything like that, like, I don't care about Prescott's ownership. And at that point, I for the smaller field contests, smaller to mid-sized field contests, I felt like I had enough leverage. Like, I, if you take a look, I even have my 20 lineups that that uh, that I played still saved in here. Like, my top lineup I played in the – like, this was my double-style lineup. Prescott, Gallup, Lamb with Kyle Pitts as the run back. Then I played Ingram, Johnson, Connor. Devonte Adams and the Browns D de- and I and I would use the Browns defense who came in at like three percent owned as kind of like the correlation with uh, Deonis Johnson to get sure. me slightly different right so I'm not playing the Titans or the Cardinals right of course they got negative two I mean it, it didn't help me uh, but but that was the thinking behind it that this lineup for like the double spy was was good enough I mean because just because the, the ownership on on the Cowboys receivers was just not high enough for Dak Dak to be 16% owned and none of the receivers to really be that owned. So yeah, I played a, a bunch of those types of lineups. It, it was and, a weird, uh, it was a weird split between the wide receivers for sure. Right. Now, obviously my lamb lineups did very well. well. Yeah. Also, also when I, when I built a bunch of lineups, I was, I was not focusing like you see here, one of my, not focusing on, I didn't need a Falcon in the lineup. And if I was going to use a Falcon it most likely was going to be Kyle Pitts in the tight end spot. And the same thing with, with, with Tampa Bay. Like, I just didn't feel like, it, like, let, let me take a look at my, I have one Tom Brady line. Right. Tom, Tom Brady. Yeah. I think I had the Tom. I think in like the slant, I had like Ricky Seals Jones, like a tight end. So I yeah. had Brady, Johnson, Evans. And then you have Dan, and they have the rest of my lineup is Dearness Johnson and the Browns defense, James Conner. So this lineup doesn't have Ingram. But as DeAndre Swift, I had a lot of DeAndre Swift. I had DeAndre Swift as the uh, most underowned running back on the slip. Yeah, I really like DeAndre Swift too. And he ended up he ended up salvaging and getting there. But I mean, a lot of running backs got. If you got, if you needed running backs to each get like twenty points. If you didn't, then you 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 weren't competitive. Yeah, you needed to get there in some fashion. But obviously, Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram both, and Ramondre Stevenson. For under 5K, all got there. So yeah. you didn't even need to spend up at running back. But you see, these lineups that I'm building are not like, I mean, they're not that contrarian, right? I'm still playing. Look, I mean, my, my exposures in my 20, if you want to count my exposures in the 20 lineups that I'm building, and I'm building this for primarily a three to 5,000 person field. Like I have Connor, I have Johnson, I have Ingram, 
I have Adams, but I just have a lot of Swift. I have a lot of, uh, you know, the Cowboys, Cooper and Gallup. I, I played my, my, my stack selection. I had out of my 20, I had six stack lineups, five Herbert lineups, four Russell Wilson lineups, three Josh Allen lineups, one Brady and one Matt Ryan. I thought Herbert, I thought Herbert, Allen, Cook, maybe you play Mike Williams, those types of lineups. You could run, you could run it back with Dalvin Cook, but I don't even know if that's necessary. I had one with like what well, here, KJ Osborne. He didn't do anything. Yeah. The problem with that, I also also uh in the lineups that I was building, I removed the secondary correlation in the lineups. Maybe it may, it turns out it probably, it probably hurt me, you know, but you know why I did that is because I was getting too much AJ Brown and too much Jacoby Myers. Now you're thinking, and yet, and if you're, if you're watching at home, listening on the podcast, you're going, well, what, what does one player have to do with the other? Well, think about it. If you're putting in second, if you're forcing in secondary correlations and you're looking for high projections, well, Ingram and Johnson are both high projected point per dollar running backs and across from Ingram is the Titans. So that's AJ Brown in the wide receiver spot across from Johnson is Jacoby Myers and Brown and and Myers projected. Okay. They weren't poorly projected, but they weren't greatly projected, but Ingram and Johnson's projection makes up for that. So the combination of the two starts jamming him, you know, I'm running lineups and I'm getting like, uh, why am I having so much Jacoby Myers? Why am I playing so much AJ Brown, which I didn't mind. But it's like, how much Jacoby Myers? Do, do I want both sides of this game environment of Cleveland, New England? Do I want both sides of this game environment of the Saints and the Titans? I was low on them, right? I was more likely to play Adams and Metcalf. I mean, talk about a game dudding. That oh. game was that game was almost almost as bad as the Steelers Lions game. The Lions Steelers Lions game was just a joke. Uh but that's the but that's the reason. Like I here's a, here's the AJ Brown lineup that I played, right? Ingram Brown, but I didn't. I just didn't want like half my lineups to have that. Well, and the secondary correlations. If you turn those on, then you're going to be getting less of those running back combinations that you wanted. Because it looks like you played a lot of running back in the flex. Yeah, oh yeah, I played a ton of running back in the flex because I was playing. I mean, because look, the running back had the best value on the slate. I mean, right. The best values on the slate were at running back, and I thought that some of the I thought Connor would be underowned, and he was. Mm-hmm. He got a horrible game script, and he ended up salvaging and getting, you know, getting something, 15, 16 points. I thought Connor was underowned. I thought Swift was underowned. Any other week, Swift would be 25% owned in this spot, and he wasn't because there were so many good running backs to play. Right. So I was just jamming them in, and Johnson and Ingram are the two best values in the entire slate, regardless of position. So just however they fit in, they fit in. I think I made a player group. I built a player group to make sure. Yeah, what I did is I put in Johnson, Ingram, Adams, Allen, and Evans. And I said, use it most three. I did. I first did a run with using only two. But then I then I, I was getting lineups that didn't project as like, they just weren't worth it. It's like only two. I was getting a lot of Johnson, Ingram, and then three wide receivers that are contra- completely contrarian. Yeah, yeah. Or I would what I would get is I would get Adams, Allen, and Evans, and then get two running backs. Like I would, it would be completely lopsided the other direction. So I upped this to three. I mean, you could control. I could have controlled this with like max lineup ownership type of thing, but everyone was so close to each other that I thought it was easier to just do it this way. It's like I don't necessarily. The, the 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 ownership sum didn't matter as much this week because there were some of the like that's like like these cowboy guys were just not owned enough for how owned Dak was and I was playing enough you know different people you know playing so much De- DeAndre Swift with Cowboys receivers that in a three to five thousand person contest like I'm I'm good I'm playing I'm not I'm not playing chalk there was no like chalk defense to fade. So most of my defenses were single-digit owned. So it's like, okay. I'm yeah, this, is, this was one of those weeks where it's why I tell everybody that people ask me, like, what is the ownership aggregate that you want to stay under? I'm like, it, it's completely slate dependent. Because, like, this right. slate, if you would have applied, uh, like, a 100, I don't know, 135% ownership aggregate or something, which, which is what I usually use in baseball, if you apply that to, to this in NFL, like, 
you're, you're missing out on a lot if you're running optimizations. Right. And especially if you're playing smaller field stuff, if you're playing larger field stuff, you get even crazier. So like my lineups, like the only, I mean, really the only reason my lineups looked as kind of as chalky, which they really weren't is because the Dallas stack in combination was not nearly as high. Like, I mean, I didn't have as high owned in combination. I had the, I had the Tampa Bay one higher. I had the Herbert one higher in combination, like a Herbert Allen cook lineup. Yeah. Like that combination is much, there's going to be much more combinations of that specific one than the Dallas ones, because there's multiple Dallas guys to choose from. Mm-hmm. That's also the reason why in, in my 20 lineups, I played more Godwin than Evans because if God, if Godwin is full, full strength or whatever, but there's no reason for Mike Evans to be twice as owned as Godwin right. on the slate. Yeah. So like I was just getting, I just naturally was getting more, more Godwin, but uh, obviously uh, a lot of the chalk hit yesterday. So if you played ultra contrary, if you played much more contrarian, you got killed. And I'm assuming that's, that's what, what ended up happening with you. So I, what, what, what types of lineups were, obviously you picked what you had Brady Wilson and Ryan. Yeah. So that, I mean, so, that killed you, right? I mean, Brady had two picks in the beginning. Oh, I was, I was shot from the start. I, I was right. shot basically by like 1230 PM. My time. I, I already knew that I was just dead in the water. Um, and most of that just comes on the back of like, it, things started out. Okay. Like Jonas Johnson, I think had what, like 6.7 fantasy points, something like, like that, a half. And the, right. And Mark Ingram barely had anything. Yeah. He had like three fantasy points a half. And I was like, okay, sure. Fine. Like that fade is going fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. So what, what did you, um, what did you do at running back then? What, did you fade both of them? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, well, I thought, so Dearness Johnson, I thought was okay. I thought Dearness Johnson was okay. If Cleveland is able to play that game, like under their script. And let me just say really quick that if you told me yesterday, that the Patriots would win 45 to seven and Dearness Johnson wouldn't score a touchdown. Uh, and he was 65% owned. I would have emptied my bank account into the slate. Right. But, I, but, I would have literally emptied. I like, I would have played like a hundred times my regular volume to fade him. So uh, I thought that he was okay though. Like I, I wrote in my article, he's fine. I, I don't hate the play. I had him projected for something like 14 or 15 fancy points, which was fine. Like whatever at 4,500, that's fine. Mark Ingram, I thought was a really, really bad play uh, at the ownership that he was at. So him and Ramondre Stevenson, I thought were about the same play, but Ramondre Stevenson comes in at 5% owned and Mark Ingram comes in at 35% owned. And with what we know about the way that the saints like to use a committee approach, they like to use Taysom Hill on the goal line. They like to be able to do like little dump offs. Uh, I, I did not think that Mark Ingram was going to be as involved in the passing game and in, as involved in the goal line as he needed to be to kill me in tournaments. I thought that he like his range was probably somewhere between maybe nine and 15, 16 fancy points. And I'm fine fading that at 4,500. This is not me saying that I thought that he was going to get none of the work. And that he was. Well, I mean, get, I mean, like, you you ran you ran bad, James. Oh, I ran Montgomery, like Ty Montgomery got got injured. Ty Montgomery in the beginning, when he was the passing, Ingram was just running, basically running the ball the first two plays and coming off the field. And Ty Montgomery had got a hand injury, and now all of a sudden they have no more running backs. I basically could not have ran worse yesterday, and that's fine. Like that happens. But I'm who did you play? Then who did you put in your running back spot? So at running back, I really liked Ezekiel Elliott. I th- thought Ezekiel Elliott was a really, really good play to leverage the Dallas stuff. So I had in, in my three lineups, I had two Ezekiel Elliott lineups and that was great. I was happy about that. I also had two Leonard Fournette lineups because I thought that Tom Brady being the highest owned quarterback, it was good to have leverage on him and Evan. Leonard Fournette. Right. And, and that was good. Um, and then I had in my Atlanta stack, I had Cordell Patterson as a correlation with Matt Ryan because he has been so involved in the passing game. And then I had Michael Carter, as my other one, because I thought Michael Carter was far under owned and kind of getting ignored based on, you know, he had those two games where he had 20 plus percent target share. And in a script like this, it would have made sense. Mike White is back. He gets a lot of targets and he did. And he, he, he did well. He put up like 18 fancy points. Well, what are the rest of your lineups? Okay. 
The, the, so show me a line. Uh, tell me, tell me one of the uh, tell me one of these Elliot Fournette lines. Okay, so the Elliot Fournette lineup was Aaron Rodgers, and and this was Russell Wilson, but then I switched it over because yep. late swap. Um, it was Aaron Rodgers, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and the Lions defense. So I went all in on that game. Right. Wilson coming back, Aaron Rodgers coming back, blah, blah, blah. But you gave up so much projection in that lineup. Why? So, well, if I am fading Mark Ingram and I'm fading Dearness Johnson, well, obviously you no can play, reason. you can play at what why didn't you play Keenan Allen? Why didn't you play? I mean, why why not? I couldn't I couldn't why not play Dick, but who did you play in the tight end spot? Jared Everett. As Instead of that, Dana, yeah. Well, because he was part of the stack, I guess. It's yeah. just I, I so, mean you but, read off that line of things. My point on it is that after I was already fading those two things, there's mm-hmm. no reason for me to even care about my loss of projection at that point. I no, you want to raise it as much as possible. Of course you do. I already know that since I am fading those things, my projection at that point, if they fail, doesn't matter because of their ownership. It doesn't matter. Like the amount if of ownership wanna, that I dropped. You want to raise the rest of the projection the rest of your line. The rest of the projection was fine. Devontae Adams, DK no, wasn't. Mike Williams, Gerald no, go, Everett. Go, 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 no, no, I'm going to put it up on the screen. Go, go okay. through this. Okay. So what was it originally? So we can't, so, so it was uh, uh, Russell Wilson. It was Russell Wilson with, I think instead of, what I have for it? I think it was Russell Wilson, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette. Devontae okay, hold Adams. on. I'm locking these in. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm running through it. Okay, Elliott Fournette, who do you have in the wide receiver slots? It was Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf. Okay, let me find DK. Okay, that's fine. And? And then I had, it was, I think, Freddie Swain, Justin Jefferson, and Jared Cook. So you had Jefferson in this lineup? Yes. Why'd you have Jefferson in this lineup? Against Jared Cook for tight end. Oh, against Jared, okay. And it I thought you had Everett in this lineup. Yeah. Everett and Cook? No, 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 no. Cook and Freddie Swain. Oh, okay. Cook and Freddie. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me put this in. Swain. Let's see if this makes sense. I mean, I know it's not, but. Right. Yeah. You, you already have made up your mind that this doesn't make sense. Okay. And then what's your. Now, this can't be your lineup because you only have $1,600 left. Okay. So I must have been. This can't be Jefferson. I don't remember what I – it might have been Adam Thielen instead of Justin Jefferson. But it was but it was Swain in the lineup? Yeah, it was. Okay, let me, let me put Swain in. Jared Cook, Thielen, and then you have 2,600 for yeah, defense. Yeah, there, there it is. Okay, and then I had uh, the – Titans line. defense. Titans defense is, is 2,600. Yeah. Okay. Sure, whatever, whatever defense. Yeah. Okay, so I I had uh, in my aggregate projections, this is a lineup that has an ownership sum of eighty three. Yeah. And a projection of one thirty two point nine six. Yeah. And my lowest, like out of my twenty that I played, my lowest projected lineup was one forty three point three eight. Yeah, because you, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but my ownership was still fine. My ownership was one twenty two. Like I, the lineup I you it. made, the lineup that you made. If you wanted to play in the milli, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have as much of an issue with. But like sure. in the power sweep, just like the, what are you doing? This is well, ridiculous. I I mean, well, yeah. I well, lost, I mean, like, obviously, my my top lineup, my top lineup that I was playing was uh, projected for 154 points. Yeah. Yours is 133. I mean, yours is 21 points off. Yeah. Yes, you're getting the ownership to go along with it, but that's a hell of a lot of project. You're giving up what? You're giving up three touchdowns? For what? For in a, in, a, in the power sweep. Like like I said, if, so, you played the, if, this, if this was the Millie lineup, I, go for it. That's fine. But again, knowing that I'm fading the three highest owned players on the slate. Yeah, but you can make up a lineup then fine here. Look, look, hold on. We're going to do this. I'm, I'm, I don't mind scolding you. Oh, I'm I know. Scolding you for we do it every week. Right. I know. I do it every week. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so let's let's take away. I'm taking away Dearness Johnson. Yeah. Okay. I'm Xing him out. I'm Xing out Ingram. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just running it to see whatever. Okay. Yep. Now we got a lineup that's Prescott, Harris, Swift, Johnson, Myers, Adams, Arnold, Connor, Titans, and it's projected at 150.64. Now, obviously, yeah. this isn't a stack. So let's say you were to play. I'm going to let's go put this down to, you know, five lineups or whatever. I'm going to sure. run it just to see because most likely you're playing probably some type of three plus one type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So you, you were going to do that regardless. So now we're going to put that in. Three plus one and in, in, make sure it's wide receiver, tight end, and a run back, whatever. What's the top five lineups without those two guys in? I think I'd have to change my build rules. Hold on. I've Yeah, I've number unique players one. Let's bump right all these down. Let's put these all down. Okay, I got this. Okay. Let's see. You're stalking your your rules. Oh, never mind. Right. So yeah, you got Prescott, Gallup, Cooper. You pretty you pretty much have the lineup I play I played, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you do. Yeah. Right. I mean, look look at these lineups. I mean, Prescott, Gallup, Cooper, Connor Swift, Adams, Arnold, Pitts. I mean, yeah. if you don't want double tight end or something like that, here's one. Prescott, here's your Patterson lineup, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, obviously, you're using Dak here, right? So you, you, these are lineups that project for 149, 147, sure. 147, right? You know, they're still on 130s, 130, 134, based on projected ownership. Yeah. Let's say you didn't. Let's say you didn't play Dak, right? So we're going to get rid of because you didn't play a Cowboys stack because you have to get even more different for whatever <laughs> reason. Right, so I'm going to get rid of that. I did have an Atlanta stack, okay? Oh, but that's the other side of the game. Okay, so this is okay. These are Herbert lineups. Yeah. Okay. So we got. Sense. I liked Herbert this week. Right, Herbert, a Allen Cook, Conk, and they use Conklin as the run back. That makes sense. So you're basically yeah. double tight ending it there, also. But still, you're getting Swift, you're getting Connor, you're getting Adams, you're getting Allen, you're getting. I mean. So let's say you didn't play her. Let's let's get rid of Herbert now. Get rid of Herbert. So then, what what the what the what would the next be? Let's go. Okay, Mason Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Matt. Okay, here's a Matt Ryan lineup. Yeah, Ryan Gage Pitts, Amari Cooper, and it's still double tight end because you're using Tyler Conklin, DeAndre Swift, James Connor. But look at the at, okay. And so instead of the, looking at the players. Here's yeah. Carson Wentz lineups with T.Y. Hilton and Michael Piltman. Makes sense. Like, you like if you're fading both the Ernest Johnson and Michael and 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 uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah, these lineups are coming in at like 145s. Yeah. Okay, so what? So why are you playing a lineup that's 132? Like if because you if, if your lineup was 140, I'd be like, okay, sacrificed a little, but it seems like you're sacrificing. You, you faded both those guys and then still played a lineup that. That is down by two more touchdowns. So in the power sweep, but the key is the contest size. Here is the problem that I had this week. I focused too much on trying to be contrarian because of the perceived ownership of Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram. I admit that I got I got wrecked this week. Like I did bad this week. Yeah, but I don't want to get into your process and your your results. But I think I think you got but I think you got wrecked because you 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 took the two most obvious leverage points, the most high owned players, and then decided, no, I got to do three more things on top of that instead of just like once you do that, you're you're fine. I mean, obviously, those two plays ended up, you know, killing you because you could have gotten the same amount of points at running back for forty five hundred. Right. Yeah. But I'm just talking about from a prod like I'm expecting that once you fade both of them, both of them. That the rest of your lineup should be, you know, you you probably have Brady, Evans, Adam. I mean, you you should you should have most like the highest projected players from there. And I, and I can understand you getting different with your lineup if you only faded one of them in the lineup. Sure. Like if you wanted if you wanted this if you wanted to like play that Russell Wilson Adams Metcalf type of lineup and said, well, I'm going to play Leonard Fournette as leverage on Evans. But I'm going to play Dearness or Ingram with them. Like the projection would have gone up, and the ownership would have gone up with it, but not 
An 83 ownership sum lineup for the power sweep just is wacky. Just just like it's way super low. Yeah. Unless you projected stuff differently. I don't think I don't I don't I don't think I don't is there any I mean we could get into you know what your the weird projected player of the, the week is, but I can't I can't see I can't see some of the chalkier players that we had on this slate being that much dramatically. Like, what did you have Dearness Johnson as a median projection? Around 14. Oh, yeah, you were way. I, I am 19. So how about Ingram? What did you have Ingram at? Around 14. I, I had him, Ramonde Stevenson, and Mark Ingram basically projected in the same range. Okay. Of like you 12 Connor to 15. What did you have Connor at? Not 20. Okay. Um, 16, 17. It looks like 12. 12? I mean, that, this week. Well, yeah. Well, then now, 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 now everything makes sense because you sure. look at your projection and it's like, well, I'm. Well, I, I built I'm a lineup ca- that, that we are looking at here and I have about 139. So I was still low. I was still low. Right. But For my sure. lineup had to come down because I have five points higher than you on. Johnson Ingram and I have eight points higher than you and Connor. Right, right. How does that happen? Why, uh, are, you so, why are you so low on these guys? Game script mostly, I think. Deanna Johnson's the only running back for the Browns. What what does it matter? <laughs> if if they you're telling me that if you thought that they were going to lose 45 to 7, that you would still expect Deanna Johnson to have 20 fantasy points. No, of course not. But I mean, if he's the only running back and they're behind, he's going to catch eight passes. Yeah, well, that's that's what happened. That is not what happened. Yes, Deionis Johnson caught eight passes. Right, but that's not what you expect to happen. You oh, of course never not. Would oh, no, no, I know, I know that. But but that's why that's why you project that in his range of outcomes. No, that isn't. You never project that to happen. I think that's silly. So that's why I was low. I think that I was low because I was distributing the target distribution around to different people and not running back. I think I just. Oh, you gave him all the Donovan Peoples Jones, of course. Obviously. DPJ uh, probably had a six point projection. All of Dearness's target volume went to DPJ, of course. It did. (laughs) No, I think I went to, uh, I think I went to tight end. I think it went like David Njoku, and I gave some more to Jarvis Landry. I gave like I, I spread that more around because they're not typically a team that wants to utilize checkdowns a whole bunch if they're going to be like in that position. Now, granted, I did not project New England to win forty-five to seven, I, and and still, again, like did you, like did you I said, project Jacoby Myers to catch his first touchdown? I did not. Hold on, what what did I have for Jacoby Myers' touchdown projection? I'm only down like ninety-seven percent playing him now. <laughs> I am at 12.95. He would have gotten in all my Dearness Johnson lineups. I should have, I should have left the secondary stack. You should have. You would have crushed. Yeah, but I also would have had a ton of AJ Brown, and that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have done well. Yeah, but I mean, overall, like I, I had a bad week, and I think most of that was just focused on me focusing too much on being different. And for the most part, like I liked a Dallas stack. I was fine with that. I thought that the Atlanta stack built out better because of what you could do with Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts. So I liked that. And if I drop down there from Leonard Fournette down to um, Jarenis Johnson, then I go up from Michael Gallup to CeeDee Lamb and that lineup's fine. Right, um, right. So th- there you go. Then that, that's the, all that you need to do is correct that mistake. Right, right, right. You just have to uh, eat a little bit. Of, you still have to eat a little bit of chalk if it projects well. I mean, the, see, I think I'm scolding you on something because you're, you projected these both of these running backs, like, based on your projection. Like, I I had Johnson Ing, and Ingram projected owned at 38 and 32%. They came in average across these contests, 52 and 31 and if yeah. you told me that Deonis Johnson only had a 14-point median projection and was going to be 40% owned, then he would probably wouldn't have made any of them. He literally would probably would have – I would have had none of them. If you would have told me that he was going to be 66% owned, I would have faded him no matter what. No, you can't say no matter what. Pretty much no matter – unless he projects for like 25 fantasy points, yeah, I'm fading him. There's At ways to build lineups with him. 65% ownership. To, that is to build lineups with him. 
that's insane ownership for a running back in like an uncertain position. Just just look at the numbers. I don't care about the position or anything. I'm just like, yes. Are there less ways to make good lineups with them? Yes, you're right because of the ownership, but there's still, I mean, it's no, not and, you, and you did it like you, you put together good line. I totally understand. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. But I, what, what I'm arguing is not, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to defend you, James. You no, no. had both these guys projected five points lower than the rest of the industry. Yeah. So like when you're five points lower, then you're not sacrificed by not playing them. You, I say you're sacrificing 10 points by not playing them. You go, I'm not sacrificing any points by not playing them. <laughs> Right. And I'm gaining an ownership discount. Right. Well, exactly. So to your point, but my, my problem is I think your I think your projections were bad. Yeah. No, I on, on running back. So I actually don't think that the projection was bad on Ingram. On on Johnson, had I known that he was going to have that target share, he would have been a better player. Okay. Did so you have anyone sure. that's like okay? That, who's the ridiculous guy that you had with the, that had a projection that I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna laugh at you about? I think it's just Donovan Peoples Jones again this week. Again? Yeah. Again. Well, I mean, he still maintained like an eight out of like 18. I guess if we can like put a different did you play guy, him in a lineup. Did you play him? I did have him in one lineup. Yeah. Uh, what did you have? What did you have his projection for? Median. Uh, 15. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's stupid. So I, and I dropped it too. I, he, I he have 8.55. So like he, that's, that's he was projecting way better than that too. And I was like, I, I, I'll drop but it. I, I, this is what bothers me. You, 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 on your projections, you get, you basically, you're fading Dearness Johnson. Yeah. You have this massive projection of Donovan Peoples Jones. Why aren't you playing him in the non Dearness Johnson lineups? I did play him in a lineup. Oh, okay. I only have three lineups. All right. I know. <laughs> so, and at least you play, at least, you, at least you played him. I, I'm not some, I'm not some dick that builds projections, doesn't follow them. Of course, I played him. I mean, Peoples Jones came in at, uh, at, uh, one, two, four, five, four percent, seven percent owned in the play action. Yeah, but I mean, you were playing the play action because he was. Yeah, because people are chasing the lower stakes. The stupid people are chasing last okay. week's game, and you okay. went along with them, and you got your big two point six points. Way to go! It's a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, no, I think. Uh, let's see, when we go into, I mean, I guess like the crazy projection is me being low on, on Dearness Johnson this week, right? We can say that that's the crazy one. Well, the Peoples Jones one is nuts. You have him double. I mean, well, yeah, but that that's boring. We did that one last week. What'd you what'd you what'd you project for Michael Gallup? Uh not that high. I have him at ten point three. I think I had him at ten. Okay, I mean he's a four K wide receiver. Like those are the types of guys like Rondell Moore. What did you like? I had Rondell Moore high in my aggregate. I don't know eight. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think that's crazy. I think that's a very, that's a high variant situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like you no, can project that. He's, he's, all, he's all yards after catch. Like, right. Uh, and after when Ben got, got ruled out because of COVID. Yeah. Like is Mason Rudolph that did you, I mean, it seemed like around the industry that, that Mason, the, the, the quarterback, that's a hard, that's a hard the, situation. In the, like it almost seems like, like the projections on Harris and Washington and DeAndre Johnson came down slightly only because the line came down slightly. That's, I don't think yeah. it had anything to do with the, the underlying metrics, the difference between Ben Roethlisberger and Mason Rudolph. There's not that big of a difference between Roethlisberger and Rudolph at this point in Roethlisberger's career. And like from a projection standpoint and like from a modeling standpoint, I, I thought that the Lions would get to like four point underdogs. They got to six-point underdogs. They started as eight-point underdogs. I thought the line was going to move a little bit farther. Vegas hates Roethlisberger at this point. If he's only worth two points on the line with Mason no, no, it, it, I think it moved. I think it moved two and a half and across, and across the seven-point zone. So that, yeah. that's a big enough deal. But but the reason why the projections for the Steelers went down is it was just the line, were, well, because they lost two and a half points implied team total. So that that moved them down. Yeah. But I don't think it had anything. Like, like on another slate, I mean that game was a forty total. I mean I'm not playing, I'm not playing Mason no. Rudolph, Jared Goff. At like at at one point in the fourth quarter, they were they were it was a they were the Lions were up and he only threw for like forty six yard pass. Yeah, I I like for instance I had Najee Harris I think is like a twenty three projection or something like that, 
and it dropped down to 21. And I, I think he lost like, like a quarter of a catch and 15 yards rushing or something. Right. It, it, it was, it was insignificant for the most part. Like it, it didn't change your opinion of that. It did change my opinion of Deontay Johnson. Only because only you have to figure that their, their pass rate was going to go slightly. Better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, it did hurt Deontay Johnson, but it didn't really hurt Najee Harris. No, I played Harris. I mean, I have no problem with that. Harris was fine. He, he yeah. was expensive. I didn't want to pay that high up at running back. He was expensive. I didn't right. really want to pay 8,100 for Jonathan Taylor. I didn't, I didn't play pay. Jonathan Taylor when when he went out for the big. I'm like, okay, here's a here's 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 a zero return thing. And then of course, thank you, Frank Reich, for for you know just like, oh, we have this guy that would just not once he does well, we're just not going to play him anymore. It's so stupid. It, it's like you have this guy who's averaging six point seven yards per carry on the year or something. Just just give him the Derrick Henry treatment. Well, just give him the ball. And like, and but how he, is he, he not? Out of all the running backs, he's the one that's not injured. That's true. I from take a look at all the injuries this year. Yeah, that there is that battle of attrition that you have to care about for sure. I I was really surprised by Christian McCaffrey by his, his, his outcome or his ownership. His outcome. Oh, he could have put up forty plus points. Oh yeah, vultured. I I did not think that the Panthers gonna were going to be comfortable giving him that workload again. I was really surprised. They, they need some wins. They, I mean, they need. They some do. Wins. Yeah, they they have to. They have to dig deep. But I, I thought that Christian McCaffrey, he's been around an 80-80 player, right? So he's been in that bell cow role of eighty percent rushing market share and he spent an eighty percent touchdown market share. But the reason why he's been so good was he also had a twenty plus percent target share and a twenty plus percent uh, touchdown reception share. I, I penciled him in for like. I, I didn't drop him that far. I had him maybe 75, 75, 15, 15. So I still have him projected well, but man, they just, they just let him go crazy. Right. And then Cam vultured him on the first touchdown. Then Shubba Hubbard ran in the other touchdown. So Robbie maybe Anderson going to let him. All, all my lineups, my Robbie Anderson, Jacoby Myers lineups from week four. Yeah. <laughs> great this week. <laughs> yeah, great week. I, I had a lot of CD Lamb last week. I had so much CD Lamb last week. Not this week. Right, when he scored no, almost nothing. Yeah. Tragic. Well, the Cowboys dudded. Oh, yeah. They were so bad last week. And, and then this week, you know, both the Cowboys and the Chiefs are just like, hey, look, we're, we're still good. So don't. Oh, and then my Buffalo stacks love the fact that Brita has two touchdowns, Moss and Singletary. There's four rushing touchdowns for the, for the, for the. But build. Stefan Diggs crushed. That was his first, like, really, really good game of the year. Right. But when you have Beasley with them, it doesn't. doesn't 3.5 points yeah. in your stacks doesn't. Doesn't do much, right? The football is just better when Stefan Diggs is doing well, though. Is it? I think so. I, I appreciate good route runners. I appreciate, like, Stefan Diggs, Antonio Brown in his prime. I appreciate Keenan Allen for being such an incredible route runner. Justin Jefferson's really, really good. I like that kind of stuff. Because I don't watch football, but I watch highlights. So the more highlights of good route running I see, the happier I am when I lose all of my money after Sunday. Ah. Uh. Yeah, there's got, there's got to be some kind of reprieve, you know. Uh, and in, in, in tournaments, if you didn't have the Cowboys defense, you you lost. Yeah, you were shot. You can't you can't win first place with the twenty three point defense. Uh, anything else? You know, not really. Like I, so we could go over the other lines that I have since we're we're just gonna roast me today. Oh, oh, you, oh, you you want me to scold you on those also? Uh, yeah, I mean, scold me on this one. So this one is, uh, this is my Falcon stack. So get ready to build this up. Oh, I'm going to build. Okay. I'm building this out. Okay. Yeah. And I had a Ryan lineup. Yeah. I I thought these, I thought, I think that the Atlanta stacks, the way that you can build them right now, obviously this week was an aberration because of how much running backs just crushed. But most of the time, you know, you're, you're trying to find upside through your, through your flex, through wide receivers, through your receivers and your stacks. So I, I think that it's been really interesting to be able to build Matt Ryan, Cordero Patterson, and Kyle Pitts as a combination in that stack. Okay, so, so I, I, I got I got Ryan Patterson, Pitts. Who's your other running back in that line? Uh, Leonard Fournette, and I did have Austin Eckler in this one at flex. Okay, so let me get Eckler. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> what, what are your wide receivers? Uh, Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy. Oh, Devante. I was putting in Devante Adams. No, the, the other Devante. Yeah, the other Devante. Devonta Smith, 
Jerry Judy or Devonte? Devonta. Ah, who knows? Who knows? All right, fair enough. Jerry Judy and who's the third running uh, wide receiver? Uh, Michael Gallup. Gallup. And then you have a twenty-seven hundred dollar defense. Titans defense. Okay, or twenty-six hundred dollar defense. You don't mind playing the chalkiest defense? Okay, that's. Well, I, I thought the Lions would be the chalkiest defense. Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess Lions and Titans. I guess. Yeah. Uh, this lineup I have in my projections, mm-hmm. 136. That's better. 82, 82% ownership sum. So it's better than the other lineup. That's better. Similar ownership at a four-point higher projection, but 136 is still low for the power sweep. We're moving up, though. We're yeah, but moving this is up. a milli lineup. This is a milli lineup. What are you doing? I'm fa- I told you what I did this week. I this faded too much. Shot. This is a large field. This is these I are the lineups that I, I would make for large for the slant. Even I mean, and the slant isn't even that big anymore. Yeah, this this would have been a great slant lineup. This is a play action lineup. Oh, it's a slant lineup, or it's whatever. It's just it's, it's not a it's not a power sweep lineup. It's a slant lineup. Let's see what I had this one projected. So what are you looking at? What? Like why do you have to play Eckler in this line? Why are you doing this? Well, I did why that. Why is the Smith there at, at fifty nine hundred? So you oh the correlation with Judy. Yeah. Oh, you have to you have to do that. Like what? Just just why can't you just play Dearness Johnson or Ingram in this lineup? Just play someone that set projects better. I actually did have Dearness Johnson in this lineup at first. Where? I dropped down from Fournette to to him. And then I think my secondary stack was uh was probably Devontae Adams and Devontae Smith. Oh, you took out Eckler. Yeah, I took out Eckler, right. So I took out Eckler. I dropped down from Fournette to Devontae to uh Dearness Johnson. Okay, let, let's let's put that in. Okay, and, and okay, and then what did you do? You have 9100 for your flex. So obviously I definitely didn't have Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy. And, and like when I had the, oh, the, so yeah. we're basically building the lineup. That, okay, and then you, you're gonna play, right? I I, yeah. I I can see here, and then you play Adams. Yeah, right? I think like, I had Devonte Adams in this one. Right, you play Adams, and maybe you play Metcalf across from him, or something like that. Yeah, and then I and had, had fifty six hundred for the flex, and you could play someone at fifty six hundred. Hold on, who do I like at fifty six hundred? I think What's honestly, I want to just play Michael Carter there. And then I would have just said, why are, we, why are you playing Michael Carter? Let's put Michael Carter there. Okay. This is, oh, 145. This is 145. Yeah, that's a good lineup. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. We made a lineup. Okay. Now, now we made a power sweep lineup. That was a pretty good one. Right. Why can't you make these lines? These are fine. Because I didn't like Dearness Johnson. Okay. Then make Mark Ingram instead. I, oh, I hated Mark Ingram. I thought Mark okay. Ingram was a terrible play. Uh, Michael Gallup. Let's see, Kyle Pitts. And then, who do I have there again? I don't know. I, we're, we're completely off track. I have no idea. <laughs> awesome, Michael. That's right. Right. It's it's a what one. I but I we we've talked about this, Jane. It's not it's not like it's like like do what I say, not what I do type of thing. It's like once you fade at two. 30 plus 40 plus percent owned players in your lineup. It's like, you shouldn't even be considering being contrarian. It should just be what, what right. combination of the best remaining players can I make in my lineup at that point? I know I faded too much shock this week. Uh, I had that one project for 142. Okay. So not, not the worst uh, moving like the, uh, let's see. I guess the Jacob thing that probably Calloway, down. Jacob Calloway in chat makes makes a makes a decent point, possible yeah. point, possible. I don't necessarily agree with. Oh that. no no no. Okay okay wait wait. So we went from decent to possible. So this might actually be defending me. No, this is the def- no. Jacob's trying to defend you, but I think I don't I don't think he's correct. I have people. <laughs> you have people. Yeah. Now Jacob says I mean these lineups are still plus EV, just that there were much higher EV lineups for these contests. Like he still makes money with these lineups. The equity realization is long AF. Basically, right. extremely high variance lineups that are still plus EV, just that they lose so much often. But that, I, I, I'd say that that may not even that that may not be true. 
it they it, it is true. It is true because of how much ownership I was gaining by fading those things. You so cannot you win argue, once and then you lose seven million other times. You cannot argue, Mister Sir, that it is not plus EV. He makes a good technical point in my no, but favor. It's a provable point. You, the, the, the 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 reason that I say that it's possible that like that lineup in the millimaker yeah. is plus EV. Yeah, just just do just do the nature of the 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 field strength and the field size. Yeah. And the power sweep, like, is a smaller tournament with higher skilled players. Yeah, like it's quite possible that 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 there are so many lineups that are even higher EV than that lineup that yeah. it automatically. Because the EV of a lineup isn't just like it's this and that's it. It's you have to compare it to no. every yeah, other lineup in the contest. Of course. So, like in the power sweep, it, this lineup may still it may win. X amount of times come in second X amount of time. You, if you simulate it out a million times, like it may, it may actually win a couple of times, but not, and not to make up for all the times that it'll lose. Like it the could only still thing that could happen with these lineups is that they would win or lose. <laughs> like there, there was no point in playing these lineups if I wanted to min cash at all. And to his point, which is technically correct, Jacob blunder won't say it because he hates me, but it is technically correct. They were still plus EV. Now, I absolutely... How do you know that? You don't know that. I absolutely faded too much shock this week. You are right that I faded too much shock. I got in my own head, and this is something that happens to everybody, except for the Great Blender, uh, where we get into our heads, and sometimes we make bad decisions because we're thinking a little bit too hard about things. The, the models well, I have used already to do that done. myself. I used to do that. That's Right, right, and I still do that sometimes. Especially, I, 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 I want to highlight, James... I don't. I don't like using the term "you faded too much chalk." I think you sacrificed too much projection. Sure, that, sure. Because it's not okay. a matter of like fading the chalk plays or like because then people get too much focused on should I play this guy or that guy, and I'm just like, no, it's about the whole lineup. Sure. So like, to me, you sacrificed too much projection for the contest that you were in. Yeah. Not fit. You could like I said, I showed you lineups that didn't have Deanna Johnson and didn't have Mark Ingram. You did. That were play were playable that you didn't play and you played a lineup that was twelve points even lower projected. So it's like you could have faded those. I, I, I'm not, I Absolutely. I don't want to say that fading both of them was bad. You just had to make a lineup that was projected high enough even after fading that. Sure. So I think that the thing to take away here for those who are watching from home and not just like super stoked that Blender is ruining my, me right now, but. Uh, for those that are watching from home, I want to learn something here. Um, like one, it's okay to admit that like sometimes you do something that's stupid. I, I built some bad lineups this week. Like I, I built some lineups that were not competitive for the contest that I was in because I got in my own head and I said, I need to be different because I looked at all of the chalk and I was like, you're punk rock. You're, you're a punk rock guy, right? <laughs> Hardcore. Gotta be different. I am. I gotta be different. And that happens some weeks, you know, like that, that's going to happen. I think that it's really important to understand. And like the reason why I didn't get like super pissed me like blunder, shut up. It's like, I can understand my own humility. Like it, it doesn't matter. I make mistakes sometimes and that's fine. Um, this week, like, and I said it multiple times was the worst week that I've had in NFL so far this week. So we have far. three lineups. The war you making out like, Oh my God. I have okay. cash. At three least, lineups. I, I have ref- I have recouped all of my entry fees every week except for two so far this week with three entries that, that's not that much of a brag that's that's pretty <laughs> good when you're playing three entries the way that i play them yeah yeah based on the lineups that i'm seeing that's actually that's actually far that's a 95th percentile out there you go so i've been doing very very well this year uh and i i've had one percent two percent finishes in the power sweep uh three out of the the 10 weeks so far which is good that's awesome um but sometimes you make mistakes. Sometimes you have bad weeks. You just like reassess. You say, man, I built some bad lineups this week. And then you move on and it's fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, two weeks ago, I built all my lineups around the game that completely failed. <laughs> and like all my lineups are dead. It's like, okay. And this week I took literally the nut low outcomes. So, you know, you, it happens. Right. Right. Once you say what quarterbacks you played, it's like, oh, I played Brady, Wilson, and Ryan. I'm like, yep, you did horrible. Yeah, I did terrible. Right. Even, even if I would have played... Dearness Johnson, Mark Ingram, and Ramonde Stevenson. You may I still, still would have been on the stacks that I was on. Right. And you still probably, you still, you made, maybe you min cash. Maybe I min cash one of them. 
Yeah. Right. The, the Steven, if you played Stevenson, yeah, you would, you would min cash that one. But like this week, even looking at like, and this is another thing that we talk about sometimes blunder, I, blunder and I've talked about that before you got to look at a slate and be like, would I have found any success if I'd have done any small things differently. Mm-hmm. And for me this week, no, I, I, yeah, I you project, yeah, the small things you should have projected the players better. No, the small thing, the small things that you can change, like even if I go with running backs that are super popular, even if I go with the Ernest Johnson, Mark Ingram combos, I still would have been on Tampa Bay. I would have been on Seattle. I would have been on Atlanta. I would have been on, you know, I would have yeah, been I mean, on I those played, teams. I mean, you're talking about the stacks that I, I mean, I played a right. Matt Ryan lineup. I played a Brady lineup, right? I mean, like, like I, but I, you were significantly the higher are, on the I Dallas don't. stacks. You were significantly higher on the Dallas stacks. Right. That's what saved you this week. Right. So I I did consider a Dallas stack, but it wouldn't have been something that I would have been gung ho about. And I think had I played Dearness Johnson and Mark Ingram, I would have been less inclined to play a Dallas stack. Right. So the things that I would have done this week, this just wasn't my week, man. Like it just was never going to be my week. And that's okay. That's okay. It's not like it was that heavily my week either. No. I, I, I got on the cash choo-choo train and I, I, I made some money, right? And if I'd have played cash, I'd have had a fine week. <laughs> right, you would have had a fine, again. right. Once you, see, once you see the train is coming up to the station. Uh, I right? really I should saw have. That, I saw that Sunday morning. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to shows at like nine o'clock as I wake up or whatever. And then I look, I look at the, you know, projections and I look at some sites and I'm like, dude, everyone's going to have the same, like it's like, yeah, every, and, and it's not everyone's going to have the same lineup. The lineup that I chose is the one that everyone, like I start from what lineup would I make based on these projections and everything. I put them all together and I'm like, okay, that's the lineup that I would play in cash. And it's, I'm not playing cash. And then I look no. around and it's like, Oh, every, I, apparently everyone is playing this lineup. Yeah. Uh, so let me, let me, uh, you know, I, I hear that. I hear the, I hear the, the sound, the, the, the steam coming or whatever. It's an old fashioned train. Yeah. I hear the, the boop, boop, you know, the, you know, the, the thing comes down like, and I'm just getting on board. I'm like a, like a hobo getting on board the, the, the box car type. Yeah. Like I'm, I know you it's just not on the train. getting on board. Let's go. Yeah. I, I should have played cash this week and I, I would have been fine. I would have broke even, I think. Jordan yeah. You would have made enough money. I mean, that lineup, I mean, dude, that lineup was so duped that I was that halfway through the slate. I'm like, I don't know if the, any of these are going to even be full double up. <laughs> Right, because I mean, like, getting the rate, the rate, it's like, a fifty dollar double up, and it's like oh, forty three dollars and thirty three cents. I'm like, <laughs> what? And I, but but it got it got there. So like, it, yeah. it it was it was a full cash in most in most double yeah. ups. I just I just tied in half my head decks, which is that that's annoying. And like, since when I do play cash, I play majority head to heads. Like, I would have had to email DraftKings and been like, "Can I get my rake back?" And no, no, you don't like play like. Can you give me week. more? But, they do it. They do it automatically. Don't worry about it. Oh, do they? Yeah, they do it auto. They do it once a week. You'll see it in your in your transaction history. Have they always done that? Uh, only for the past maybe year and a half or so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. I I remember having to send emails and say, yeah, hey, fan do you have to email them? Oh, I do. But you could do it once a month. Like in Roto Tracker, there's a draws report. Yeah, and it even gives you an email template. So it's like cut and paste this email template. And it lists all the contest types, and I just email support, and within six hours, I get a response back from FanDuel support. It's like your account, you know, blah 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 blah. Your account has been credited for seventeen dollars and sixteen cents, whatever. Yeah. And I do that once a month. I have it on my to do list once a month to do. How great is Roto Tracker? What? How great is Roto Tracker? It. I mean, I. I. I mean, I'm not like you who could do all that type of stuff in Excel, but. No, it's great. We don't have a draws report, so maybe... No, I I do not have a draw. They are better than I am. You have to build for yourself, I guess. Because you have to import your CSV. You have to do... Why don't you just use Rototracker? I do use Rototracker. Oh, okay. I thought you built your own little thing to... to... I mean, I I have, like, my own, like... I have my own betting results trackers, but, like, I use Rototracker for DFS. Ugh. Okay, so that that's a uh, week week ten. I I win, you lose. Yeah, I I lost this week. I'll I'll get you next week. Next week is going to be my week. Okay, we'll see. Well, I maybe we have AJ Dillon chalk week. Ugh. I think Aaron Jones is out for one or two weeks. 
Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, people could get, uh, if, 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 if you want, if you're, if you're a big fan of <laughs> Donovan Peoples Jones, James, where can people find your projections? Uh, PaterDFS.com. And I have, let's see, the, the NBA optimizer is pretty much fully op- functional at this point, which is cool. I've been building that up. I want to build an optimizer for Counter-Strike and League of Legends for the beginning of the season too. So those are the projects that I'm working on moving forward. And then you can find me on Twitter at Pedro underscore DFS. And you can go berate my lineups for the rest of the day on Twitter as well. Is, is it bad, is a bad self for your projections that every week you come on and I go, well, that one was awful. That one yes, it's really it's awful terrible. or whatever. But <laughs> if you want them, if you want these projections, they're more, more than willing. Yeah. And if you want to play 88% of your lineup being having Donovan Peoples-Jones in it out of your 150, this is the place to go. That should be a selling point. <laughs> you know, when Cortland Sutton was crushing with the projection that you said was terrible, that was great. Yeah, but I was Donovan, playing Cortland Sutton. I was the, the Donovan Peoples-Jones era of my projections for the last two weeks. Actually, one week was great. This week, not so great. 2.6 fantasy points. But Try. as always, uh, you could you could feel free to pick up more more of this type of conversation, 15 hours of it, in uh, the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. How to think like a professional DFS player. It's uh, 15 hours of, uh, I mean, maybe it's not me berating James. Uh, it's a uh, game objectives, player selection, expected value, leverage, correlation, construction, risk management, exploit, psychology, bunch of miscellaneous stuff. Here's some testimonials and everything. Uh, it's, it's all the stuff that me and James talk about on a week to week basis on the DFS pregame show every day uh, in one in one one package. So you don't have to like watch hundreds of hours of shows in order to think more like, you know, more, more like the pros do. Right. So theory of DFS. Dot com. You can follow me at Blender HD on Twitter. Uh, we got we got tons of shows today. We got uh, the, I'll, I'll be back. I'm back. I'll be back twice today. OK, we got NBA Grinders Live later today, 510, I believe, 510. And uh, and then the NFL pre-lock show for for uh, for the showdown tonight. Uh, that's at, at 730 Eastern. I'm, I'm, I'm on that also. So I'll, I'll be back. So hit that like button, hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button if you're new here, hit the notification bell to know when we go live, including, you know, I'll be back. I'll be back on this channel and uh, and I'll be back tomorrow as, as I normally am, Monday through Friday for uh, for the for the DFS pregame show here on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>